we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. The following theme, life everlasting on death, dying and the future hope. What does the Bible tell us about this theme? Lesson two, death in a sinful world. Our memory text for this week, we find it in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Statements intention. In Genesis chapter 3 we read the following. Now the serpent, the serpent, it was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Starts with a question. <laughs> very, very clever. And the question directs the communication. In which direction the dialogue, the talk, should go to. So you are not allowed to eat of all these trees. The devil, Lucifer, is inside this serpent, this snake. He can go into any body. Anybody. And Eve is astonished, a serpent, able to speak. Yeah. Afterwards you will discover that it's because this serpent ate of this fruit, of this special tree. It's the special tree about which God said, don't eat this fruit. It's the only one. You can eat freely of all the trees. Any tree. 
only this one tree. And when Eve looks up to this tree and looks up to the fruit, she wonders, why? It looks just like any other fine fruit. Why? Why, why not? It's the same when you look for mushrooms in the forest. <laughs> They're all mushrooms, aren't they? And some are delicious, and others are <laughs> so dangerous that you will be dead if you eat them. Interesting, huh? They're all mushrooms. And here it is the same. You can eat, but not of this. It is something you will be dead afterwards. And the arguments of the serpent, they are really, really clever. Let's look at this. Uh, the first question is, uh, God has said you shall not eat of every tree? No, no, no. Uh, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And now we see the psychology in this. The serpent. You shall not surely die. <laughs> God says, you shall surely die. And the devil says, you shall not surely die. It's just the opposite. Exactly the opposite. Deceived by the servant. So the first argument is, you shall not die. God said, you shall surely die. So it's the opposite. So whom do you believe? Both can't be right. Either or. Either or. Either or. Whom do you trust? That's the point. Whom should you trust? And the devil needs your believing in his words. Therefore he says, hmm, do you know why God does not want you to eat of this tree? Of the fruit from this tree? Do you know why? <laughs> God does know that in the day you eat thereof, he knows something you do not know. The day when you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Wow! And you shall be as gods. Wow! That's something, isn't it? And when you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You will know more afterwards. 
Is this the truth? <laughs> yes, it is the truth. You will know a lot more. Once you are disappointed, you know a lot more. But you would be glad if you did not know a lot more. Once you are disappointed, you are going to weep because you have been deceived. It's always the same. It happens time and again. Someone tells a lie, you trust as if it were the truth, and then you act as if it were the truth, and then you're deceived. And in the end, you're disappointed. Once you're disappointed, you already discover, ah, oh, that was not the truth. It was a lie. And this is hard to swallow, isn't it? It hurts in your heart. You have trusted the wrong one. Bah. That's something we don't like at all. But it happens time and again, time and again, time and again. It's always the same. Why is it so that we trust the wrong one? <laughs> the, the bad one, he knows what you long for. He knows what, what you want to hear. Although it is not the truth. He knows which words hmm. will be like butter melting in the sun. And therefore, it works. <laughs> he knows your desire. He knows where you want to go to, and therefore he knows what to talk with you. And this is hypocrisy. You will not die. When we think about the the past about this epidemic, and then we, you you heard two thoughts. It's dangerous. You will be ill. You will be seriously ill. You will die in the end if you are not vaccinated against this badly disease. Wow. The other side says, and now, because of the vaccination, you will die. Hmm. So, here you see, ooh, don't do it. Of course you must do it, otherwise you will die. Don't do it, otherwise you will die. In whom do you believe? The truth can't be here and there. It can only be on one side. Whom do we trust? Um, maybe we go to the majority. Oh. In Germany, in the Second World War, Nazi Germany, Nazi Deutschland, what happened? The majority. Oh, they, wow, 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 wow. They applauded. And what was in the end? 
after 12 years? What about the maturity? Can the maturity be in the wrong direction? <laughs> of course. The truth is the truth. It doesn't depend on a maturity to be the truth. It is the truth because it's the truth. And the lie is the lie. And, and when 99% of 100 trust in the lie, it's still a lie. Or, isn't it? When God speaks, it's the truth. And when Lucifer speaks, it's a lie. But how do I discover? When does God speak? When does Lucifer speak? We have the Word of God. And the Word of God tells me, yeah, but everybody does it. Well, why shouldn't I? Because God said, don't do it. Because he loves you. And when God tells you, mm, I wouldn't do that, then there is a reason for that. The devil's speech is like this. Do whatever you want to do. There, there's no border, no fence, nothing at all. You just you go ahead. You want to, you want to have fun, okay, go on. And God tells you, not everything that is fun today will be fun tomorrow. So what to do then? Trust in the one who created you. And he will tell you, this is okay. That will do you harm. So better trust the one who helps you to get through. It's always better to trust the person who loves you, who really loves you, and not who pretends loving you. Consequences of sin. If we go on reading here, in Genesis chapter 3, we see, what, what did the serpent say? Your eyes shall be opened, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil, and you will not die. So you have only advantage, advantage, advantage. And when a woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, Imagine eating a fruit and then you are wise. It's so easy. Imagine you are ill in a serious way and then you just swallow something, medicine, and then you are happy again. Will it work like this? It's not so easy. Here, a fruit, and you are wise. And because of all these arguments, good for food, pleasant to the eyes, makes you wise, so she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, 
and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That's the story. Now our theme is for this day, consequences of sin. They did eat. And really, it was the truth. The eyes of them both were opened. They could see now where they were. And they knew, what did they knew now? That they were naked. The war was before. When they naked before too? Mm. They had a cloth which spread light. They, they, they looked like the sun. And he looked at them. Beams of glory came off their body. And now this glory disappeared, gone. And now, just a body there, without any radiance of light around it. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That's what follows, consequences of sin. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. A lady told me she came home with her husband and she couldn't find her dog. It was under a chair. And, hmm, hmm, why, sir? Ah, it had done something. Yum, 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 yum. It, it had found something made of leather. Wonderful. You could sit there in the living room. And now look at it. Wow. Biting by the dog's teeth. It knew. It's not okay. Therefore it hid under the chair. And now they hid it in, among the trees of the garden. The first gospel promise. If we go on reading here, God asks, Where are you? Where are you? I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded you that you should not eat? The woman, the woman whom you gave to me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And to the woman, what is this that you have done? The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So there's always someone else who is responsible, not me. Um, grandchild of mine 
has got a t-shirt and there are some <laughs> words on it. It was not me. Interesting. It wasn't me. Not me, someone else. This or that or anybody can be the one who made the mistake, but not me. And therefore, this is happening time and again, from the paradise to this very day. It was not me, someone else. But then we find, in verse 15, a word of God. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Here's a promise. It's the first gospel promise about the Messiah who is going to redeem the world, to heal the world. He will restore everything again if we trust in him. That's the main point. Trusting in the Redeemer. Trusting his word when he says, mm, I wouldn't do that. That we trust and say, oh well, when my Redeemer tells me not to do it, there's a reason for that. Maybe it's not good for me. Not maybe. It is not good for you. But it, it looks like fun. Maybe for the moment. What will be tomorrow? What will be in a year? Will it still be fun? Going to the casino, losing all your money? Trusting the wrong person? God is love. And when God tells us, don't do this or don't do that, it's out of love. We remember our parents when we were younger. They told us, no, not this. Why so? Because they love you. And therefore they tell you what's not good for you. That's it. Summary. If we look at this photo here, it is dangerous to be close to this beast. It's really dangerous. And it's better to keep distance. When you know how quick it can bite you. And when the speech is harmless, you're even more than that, that you can be wise. And that all what you have heard in the past is not true. It's such a fine animal, such a fine beast. Won't do you any harm. It's just the opposite of what you heard, isn't it? 
But when you're curious, say, well, I will test by myself. And maybe you will test only once. Because then you are not wise, but stupid, and in the end you are dead. And that's how it happens in this world time and again. People trust in the words of the father of lies. Because it's so, so good for the ears, isn't it? You want to do something which is wrong, and the devil tells you, no problem, you can do it. All people do it. You're the only one who won't do it. Don't be so silly. It's fun. Come on. Is it fun? Maybe in this minute. Later on, you will be disappointed. And this controversy between Christ and Satan, it goes on and on and on. And in every human being, there is this controversy. Whom shall I believe? Whom should I trust? And I, in my life, have found out, <laughs> if it's in harmony with the Bible, you can trust. And if it's not in harmony with the Bible, you should not trust. Then it's dangerous. Then it's a lie. But, but they told me, it, it will be, yeah, they told you. And he told you, she told you. But it's not the truth. It's hypocrisy. It's a lie. So we, we have to prove. Is it in harmony with the text of the Bible? Is it the same? Or is it just the opposite? God said, you will die. Lucifer said, you will not die. Well, what did God say? You will die, okay? That's it. God says the truth. The devil tells you the lie. Whom do you believe? Will you be more clever tomorrow than today? Would be good for you. 